In every story, there is always new ground being made. The good ideas advance with time and become tropes that we use going forward. But what happens when a bad idea gains speed? Well, we try to fix it, of course, and that's what we plan to do here. Welcome to Once More With Feeling, Trope Mania. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Once More With Feeling, Trope Mania. I'm Sam, joined alongside our uh, great host, Noel. Hello. Hello. I exist now. Oh, things are going to get a little bit crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, um, I'm already sliding through accents. This is horrible. All right, <laughs> cool. So for those of you who are new, um, this is our segment where we talk about uh, tropes that have been overused and are, um, and how we think we can uh, make them out. We'll give you examples, both good and bad, and mostly just talk about them. This is, uh, this is a far less formal, and that's saying a lot, Um uh, segment of our normal podcast mm-hmm. yeah we talk about random different tropes um starting with this episode and kind of going forward how we're gonna add a little bit of pizzazz je ne sais quoi all that good stuff to it is uh we're actually going to have a random trope generator decide for us what we're going to talk about in the episode and then we're just gonna kind of riff and have fun yep so, uh, Noel, are you ready to hit the trope? I am. All Let's right. find out. All right. And heroic bastard. Heroic bastard. Ooh, that's going to be fun. So, basically, uh, a quick rundown on this trope is it's like, you know, uh, the the child born of wedlock, you know, your Jon Snows, your uh, chosen one orphans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess technically Naruto in a way. I don't think. No, no, no. They did officially get married. Uh, um, it's probably something close. Yeah, it's ones that were born in secret. It's your. Um, there is always another child that was yeah. like raised up as a farmhand off in the middle of nowhere. Right. And uh, has to come back and deal with all the craziness because they're one of their parents just couldn't keep it in their pants right um in some ways you could say that luke and leia are an embodiment of this trope even though uh anakin was married to padme at the mm-hmm. time of conception but you know yeah well <laughs> i feel like with them they were kind of like they were swindled away really quickly afterwards and basically like forgotten about so, it, it, they're, I wouldn't say they're maybe the exact trope, but they are trope adjacent. Yeah. So. Um, but, I mean, it's, this, this is almost exactly what it says on the tin for anyone who knows what the word bastard means outside of the, uh, outside of the insult. <laughs> Which the insult's the funner way to say it, I'm just gonna be honest, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. It 100% is. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we've given you some examples. Uh, there aren't really a whole lot of examples where this is done awfully. No, usually if someone tries to, like, pull this in, 
it, it's usually done to accentuate parts of a story. Now, while it may have not been used horribly, there is something to be say about this being used very um, in a very cliche manner. Kind of like, um, like I said, like Jon Snow. Yeah, like Jon Snow. Um, pretty much all of your like B movie uh, fantasy movies always has something like this. Yeah. Uh, it's always like, oh, turns out they were the son of the evil king, or the the child of the devil, or something that gives them like that birthright or that edge, which yeah. I guess can kind of shoehorn some plot in a, a space that isn't necessarily needed. But so adds some unnecessary conflict, like yeah, it, it's. It's an easy way out, I like to think. I think I think the worst way you can use this trope is by having a lazy conversation on nature versus nurture. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh also super lazy if uh the way that this message is delivered is by uh old father figure man that is dying in a field. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that... looking at you, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You know, wasn't there some Superman uh, stories where it turns out like Zod was his dad or something? Like... Uh, there are some AU's where that's happened. It's it's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I figured it would be. Shoot, I'm trying to think about. Honestly, there just aren't a whole lot for this one, man. <laughs> No, there there isn't a whole lot, but I feel like there could still be a discussion on ways that this can be maybe more eloquently used. Because I feel like with a trope like this, it works much better on the sense of a TV show rather than a movie, right? Yeah. Because if I mean, you if you have like this build up for like a couple of seasons where it's like, oh, are they gonna find out, and how is this gonna play into all the issues of it, like. If you find out, uh, like Game of Thrones, or wasn't uh, didn't Merlin have something like this in one of its seasons? I think so. Yeah, it's always I mean, like King Arthur actually is a great example of this. Mm-hmm. Um, King Arthur was virtually unknown before he drew Caliburn, mm-hmm. not Excalibur, Caliburn, Caliburn, Caliburn. And then later on, he pulls Excalibur from the stone. Mm-hmm. Though in some continuities, Excalibur and Caliburn aren't the same weapon. Yeah, it, it's always weird because sometimes it's like, oh, Excalibur's the sword and Caliburn's the sheath. And like it, it's always a little odd. I remember right, Caliburn is the sword he receives from the Lady in the Lake. Whereas Excalibur is the sword in the stone. I could have that reversed, though. I think you're right. Um, but it might just be pop culture leaking into my brain. Um, yeah. You know, I am I feel like I'm having just remembering this horrible, horrible movie. You know uh, what King Arthur movie probably did this very horribly was. What? Uh, it was the um, King Arthur movie done... Oh my gosh, what was that director from a couple years ago? It had that really choppy editing and, like, oh, weird giant that. elephants and stuff. I remember what you're talking about. Yeah. I can't remember the name. Uh, Legend of the Sword. Guy Ritchie. That's what I'm thinking yes. of. 
God, guy, that movie. I want to put it on the list so bad. I hate. <laughs> I hate that movie with a passion. Because I, I know a movie. I thought you were gonna bring up. Mm-hmm. Hellboy, the the most recent one. I actually I haven't seen that. I I love the original ones. I haven't forced myself well, to watch it. We'll put it on the list. Okay. Uh, you were about to say something. Yes. Though. Um. I remember actually seeing that the guy Richie King Arthur in theaters. It was with uh some kind of like half friends and buddies at the time, and. I think it was the this was the first time I I sat in a movie and just seed the whole time <laughs> because I was the only one that was paying attention to it. Everybody else was like throwing popcorn at each other and having a good time because it was like oh, uh, it was a theater no. at like eleven in the morning, so it was empty like a hundred percent. So they were all just bullshitting and having a good time. Meanwhile, I'm sitting at the corner of this theater, just glaring at the screen, like, why are there elephants and evil dead camera movements? And why is the villain suddenly a giant shadow monster that stabs his daughter? And, like, it was making no sense to me. I I ranted on that movie for a couple weeks, I won't lie. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Because I remember getting out of it. And I was like, what the hell was any of that? And nobody cared because they weren't actually paying attention. Because it's a bad movie. Yes. So they were like, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. I was, We were talking about something completely different when that happened. And I was like, but it, what? That sucks. Oh. It's, it's, I mean, it's when I knew I needed to do this show. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, the Hellboy movie is almost as much of a clusterfuck. Mm, that uh, sucks. Yeah, so I wasn't joking when I said it's a King Arthur movie. Um, oh, yeah, because it does have some of those Arthur elements, doesn't it? Because isn't Morgan Le Fay the villain? Uh, not Morgan Le Fay, but uh, an analog, mm. essentially. Gotcha. Um, well, I mean, it's Mila Djokovic, so, I mean, it's probably yeah. not going to be good. She makes good movies. Come on now. She Fifth made, Element is a classic. She made good movies over a decade ago. Oh, come on. The Resident <laughs> Evil movies are undeniable. I will give you the first one, but not so much the others. <laughs> Fair. Oh. <laughs> you alright? Yeah. Um, I have fallen to my own hubris. <laughs> You know, I, I know we were making jokes about repeating the falling down episode and just falling down earlier in the episode, but I didn't think we were starting that here. Well, uh, I, I guess we are now. <laughs> <laughs> you have fallen to the might of the King Arthur mythos. Like... It makes you feel any better though. not planned. <laughs> Oh my god. Just me being stupidly clumsy. Yep. You oh. know what, guys, welcome to Once More Feeling, where we're run by professionals who fall out of chairs. Oh, my whole chair fell over. Yep. Um, I about to say, that's but, literally like half of our job is just sitting in a chair. The other half is talking. Yeah. We can't even do that. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> god damn man it's okay i make up for the fact that i can't sit in a chair right by talking too much oh my god but <laughs> but yeah no uh he 
by the end of it, he is the true king of England. Hellboy is. Uh, what? It's yeah. <laughs> that is so weird. He ends up drawing Excalibur. Uh, okay. I mean, if you're gonna have something cool for Hellboy to do, pulling Excalibur isn't the worst thing. It is technically comic accurate too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see Hellboy as like the leader of a country. That would be very interesting. I just want to know what the UN meetings would be like. <laughs> so many holes through walls. Just <laughs> great. Just so many. <laughs> it, it also like just a bunch of cats. Like Yeah, probably. Probably. And cigar burns. Oh yeah. You know, speaking of Hellboy and kind of like demons and whatnot, we could probably actually talk a little bit. We're talking about like bastard children. We could probably go into conversations about like demon movies where it's like it's the kid that was like part demon, like Rosemary's Baby or The Omen or something like that. I, I feel like that can like kind of fall into this because there was one parent there and that definitely didn't. Uh, the other parent definitely didn't want their child to be part demon, and they probably didn't have a say in it. Fair. All right, cool insight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I had no clue what to say. On that one. No, no, you're fine. Uh, it's just a long, pregnant pause. <laughs> my brain went completely and totally shut down. Holy shit, that was rough. It's <laughs> a hard reset. You know, we would yeah, like to apologize. Uh, this is Georgia in the summer. Uh, we both it have jobs so that... hot. Huh? Oh, yeah, it's hot. <laughs> and I know, I think you've got a little bit more AC than I do. But it definitely, our jobs require us to be outside a good amount. I am literally always outside. Yeah. I have a farmer's tan. Do you know how hard it is to get a fucking farmer's tan when you're wearing... Heavy clothing. <laughs> I yeah. I'm also black. Like yeah, that's that that that's the real kicker right there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. At least in our shop, we have a roof over our head, so it's not horrible. But you don't get any I, damn airflow in that thing. Like I'm outside for two hours at a time, and inside for maybe 30, 40 minutes. Hey, I think I got you beat. Outside for about 12 hours at a time. Yeah, but you have a roof over your head, you fuck. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I'm better than... <laughs> I'm not yeah. finished. I can't even finish that. <laughs> <laughs> We're all roasting. Yours is just like... I, I feel like it's... like I, I'm slow cooker roasting while your um, oven... Sorry, not oven. Oh. Uh, campfire cooking. Burst into flames like a vampire in noon. Yep. <laughs> I think uh, I think that's it for this episode. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be so <laughs> short. Oh no. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, how, what's our time at? Um, uh, about seventeen minutes. <laughs> really? Yeah, we still have like another seven on the counter. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Alright, uh, never mind. <laughs> so about those heroic bastards, right? Hey. Um, fuck those dudes. They don't deserve their birthright. God damn.
<laughs> you know, they I guess after been. after that tangent, we could uh, shoot. I'm trying to think about other things about this. Oh God. Yeah, it's not like a trope that's super duper interesting. Realistically, mm-hmm. um, it's a nice accent trope. It is, but it's not. Like, I mean, it's so prevalent, but it's prevalent to the point of um, it, it's a genre in and of itself, really. Because I mean, think about it, right? Almost every Greek hero is a heroic bastard. Because, I mean, almost every Greek hero was a demigod in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, they don't exactly ask for permission. No, no, they never do. (laughs) There's enough uh, animal fucking in that to show off that it's not. So, I mean, it's really more uh, more of an accent trope than, like, an actual yeah it heavy trope to fucking i i feel like you could almost like put it as like a subcategory like it could be like um a bastard fantasy like that's <laughs> that might as well be it's like its own thing yeah like high fantasy low fantasy bastard fantasy and just kind of have it go that route yeah huh well shit uh, <laughs> I know, right? You know, we got about four minutes. Uh, do you want to try and find another trope? You know what? Sure. You know what I've noticed in movies? What? Bottomless magazines and cars that never run out of gas, except for in the most inconvenient Times. places. Yeah. Yeah. You, you see, that's a fucking episode. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a whole thing. <laughs> you know, fuck it. This episode's going on longer. It's a, it's a double up. Uh, <laughs> fuck it. We'll do it this way. <laughs> we'll do it live, baby. Fuck it. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we can use that. I think that's copyright. We'll make it work, okay? <laughs> I think the last thing that that guy wants to do... <laughs> Is no. worry about that. He's writing fake books that fill up the Fox News Tower, okay? Who knows? Maybe he's a huge fan of Once More, and now he's just, like, in such emotional pain that we would steal his catchphrase. <laughs> he's the one guy in Belgium that's listening. <laughs> yeah, he moved to Belgium to hide. Yep. Also, shout out to the guy in Belgium. You're fucking cool. <laughs> shout out to that dude. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so, um, magazines that never run out and uh, unfillable gas tanks. You see it in every single, uh, action movie, racing movie. It is something that is just constantly there. Honestly, I don't have the biggest issue with this trope because it keeps stories, uh, streamlined in a sense. It's not the most egregious sin. It's just something for, like, veterans and gun nuts to uh, clock and notice whenever they're watching movies. I mean, still, though, it can add uh, a decent amount of tension. Like, do you know how stressful it is to have to reload in the middle of getting shot at? I mean, (laughs) I've been lucky to not say personally, but have you? Go play... Um... Noel, buddy. So about that airplane. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Is this another, like, 
fucking terrible <laughs> Noel story from his life as like a Dickensian child with a famine and a war. <laughs> I mean, it could be. Oh my god. Oh no. Not again. I, I plead the fifth in this case. <laughs> Will it get you in legal trouble? Uh, probably not. Okay. <laughs> Pretty sure the statute of limitations up on that one. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I swear, you have too many sad stories. Uh, or maybe yeah. I just don't have enough. I don't know. <laughs> like, No, no. I'm fairly certain that you, your life is contained within, like, a 90s sitcom. <laughs> yeah. And we're I, all just characters. I mean, you're not... For, for the people at home, with our friend group, we've realized that I am probably the most sheltered one of us all. Like, I'm, I'm the Disney Channel original compared to, like, the HBO counterparts that surround me. Um, I, my life is full-on Game of Thrones. Buddy. Buddy, <laughs> buddy, no, please. <laughs> you could do better than this. <laughs> Listen, I I know like I, I've gotten lucky, but goddamn. But yeah, no. Um, <laughs> back on topic. Back on uh, topic. Straight ahead, baby. Veering into the far less dangerous and potentially incriminating uh, world of airsoft. <laughs> um, <laughs> for anyone who's played, it airsoft, was airsoft you know, this whole fucking time. God oh no, you didn't hear No, you didn't hear my uh thing. Far less incriminating world. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, fair. Uh <laughs> <laughs> But uh veering into that, for anyone who's played airsoft before, you know the sheer stress of running out in the middle of a firefight. It's goddamn terrifying. <laughs> even if you can even if you can get um your mag or your clip in pretty quick. Well, I guess with airsoft, it's almost always a mag, but still, it it's something that's super stressful. And if you translate that into movies, I mean, look at John Wick, right? Wildly successful and pretty pretty accurate with the shot counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean that that was like the big thing with those movies. I can think of another one that kind of worked it into the story is uh, Aliens. I mean, I know that's more of a horror movie, so that's like kind of the purpose of it. But especially with uh, the fact that the guns had actual counters on them. Same uh, with um, that did a lot. Same with the movie Guns Akimbo. Oh, was that in that one? I hadn't seen that one. Uh, yeah. Um, in Guns Akimbo, uh, for those of you that haven't seen it, go watch it. It's a good movie. It got a lot of shit that it didn't deserve. But Daniel Radcliffe, um, who. I am simply going to refer to as Harry Potter because that makes this movie so much funnier. <laughs> um, Harry Potter has guns bolted to his hands. Oh, boy. Um, and I think he has a hundred shots total that he can fire. It's handguns. How does he have a hundred shots? Uh, because there is an extended magazine that is also bolted to his arms to also help with him aiming. Uh, it ke- yeah, it keeps his hands rigid. Hmm. It's also probably a small caliber gun, but yeah, he's got a decent amount of uh, he's got a decent amount of ammo. But there's a counter, 
so he can see every shot that he takes. Ah. Uh, he knows exactly how much ammo he has. And it plays a pretty decent role in the story. Okay. As he learns how to not waste his limited ammo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, that's actually a fun way to do that. It, you gotta find, like, interesting ways to make it have meaning. Yeah. Uh, as we always say on the show, that, that creativity is the the focal point of all of this. And you should you should find ways to be creative around limitations you set instead of just breaking the rules of your own universe to do something visually appear appealing. Mm-hmm. Be creative. Oh yeah. Like I you know what? I feel like a fun way to do something like this. It's like you said, like not waste your ammo. It would be interesting to have like somebody who has a MacGuffin that gives him that like open spray no matter what like just unlimited firepower and then have that taken away right and so it gives them a reason to learn and kind of understand the lesson of conservation in order to get through it then um bottomless gas tanks or uh inconvenient gas tanks Mm. bottomless gas tanks aren't so uh aren't so egregious yeah bottomless I feel like Bottomless was made specifically by Fast and the Furious. Yeah, because, I mean, in almost any other movie, there are cuts between with time skips. You can just, Mm -hmm. it's just like going to the bathroom, you know? Yeah. Uh, You can reasonably imagine that they stopped by a gas station. Though, if they're being chased around the country, I don't imagine them being too comfy doing that. Yeah. Um, Which also, I feel like I'm about to make you mad at me by saying this i have never actually seen a fast and furious movie i don't make me mad i don't watch them oh really (laughs) i only watch the fast and the furious movies when i'm with a group of friends because they are not my preferred movie Mm. um i like them for the memes and that's about it okay you know i would have pegged you as someone who would have liked them a lot when you were younger i actually didn't watch them when i was younger which is probably why i don't care for them much now Okay, that's more you know. Um, I bet I pissed off that guy in Belgium, though. That's true, you might have. <laughs> Shit, I might have pissed him off, too, just now. <laughs> that that guy that owns that copyright sitting in Belgium with his Fast and the Furious shirt just is seething. <laughs> oh, yeah, and his bottomless magazine. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and his car that only uh, stops whenever he's, like, running away from people or if it's a rom-com on a date with a woman and it's like five right. miles out of the wedding. Uh, now, now, let's fucking talk about that real quick. Do these assholes just not fucking check their goddamn fuel meter? I don't think so. Like, am I am I just fucking insane for checking it every single time? I, I check it religiously, and that was before prices started going up. Right! So what fucking asshole is just jumping into their fucking car at, like one-tenth of a tank and be like yeah that's fine that'll get me cross country i don't i don't get understand. some fucking gas you dickhead <laughs> like i wonder if it's almost like there's like a, a piece of tape kind of over it so it's kind of smudged and you can't really see it well like there, there's something there <laughs> what? i don't i don't get it i really don't and it's always like the um 
It's always had that, like, just at the crux of the movie. It's the ultimate defeat portion of it. Where it's like, oh, man, the car ran out of gas. Now we're never going to make it to the show. Like, right. Like, why the fuck didn't you think about that in the first time? You knew you were going to be going 482 miles, you prick. <laughs> you know, I, I'll be honest. The only <laughs> time I will give a slight, and I mean a slight lenience to this, is in something like a Bill and Ted or a Wayne's World, where half the comedy is just because they're stupid. But then they're like, that again, that's them being intentionally... Yes, that's them idiots. being intentionally dumb. Fine. This is not about that. This is about the serious movie. Yep. Also, tying in with this, how fucking hard is it to start a goddamn car? <laughs> oh, it's the hardest thing in the world. Yeah, listen, it... You don't know this, but in movies, they're actually still using, like, 1920s hand crank engines. So you actually have to run up to the front of your Maserati and crank it for about 20 minutes. And uh, hopefully it'll start up for you. I swear, I have... I've been driving since I was redacted. Sam, in the edit, please uh, dub over that. 16. Um... (laughs) You know what? I'll 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 just uh I'll just cut it out. You know, I'll just have this weird like cut into it. So where it's like driving since you were boop. That's no, just having me saying redacted. There you go. I'll find a redacted audio. That is amazing. But no, uh, yeah, I've been driving since I was young, right? Mm-hmm. And I have never once in all of my life had a car built within the last. Fucking 10 years. Hell, we'll go even further back. A car built in the last 15 to 20 years Mm -hmm. that was even decently taken care of. Crank like some of these removing motors do. Oh, yeah. Like, it sounds like there's a dude in the engine with, like, a couple of cups, and he's like... Right. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. How are you so incompetent that you can't even crank your own car... You know, what you fail to see is that uh, the killers, there's actually a service you can hire called uh, Car Tampers RS, and uh, they actually call them ahead of time, so they have a specialist come out and uh, gum up the motor. So that's why they walk so slowly, just to, like... Yeah, that, that, that's why there's the whole the chase, is to give that guy enough time. I feel like, if that's the case, you could just hurry up and kill the asshole. <laughs> but... If you do that, then the car gummer doesn't get paid. And then what's he going to put on the table for his family? Fuck his family. He deserves to starve if he can't even do it right. (laughs) Blow up the car or fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, it's steeped in old world tradition. You can't do that. Uh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's such a dumb trope. It is. It is. Like, the only ways I could think of that actually being reasonable, or like, if it's established beforehand that the car is old and has been having trouble. Uh So like I said, uh, I've never been in a car, even moderately taken care of, that cranks that hard, that bad, Mm -hmm. out of nowhere. You know what you could do? Have it be like an old... uh... Like, in present day 2022, 
have it be like an old junker from like the 70s or the 60s and it's like that's like a project for the guy or the person who bought it is to restore the car see that would make fucking sense Mm -hmm. that would be fine but also if this is your project car why the fuck are you using it uh he got into a wreck with this other car fair okay fair see i just solved your problem hell yeah i should be in hollywood (laughs) damn right you should Uh, It'd be so horrible if I was in Hollywood. Oh my god! I think I think it would be a net gain for the world <laughs> if I was just in like every office, being like, "Don't." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you fucking idiot! Don't. Have, have Have you thought about not doing that? What would be just... so cool? It's it's just like there's like a little office like adjacent to the boardroom at Paramount and the the placard on the wall just says the think about it guy. <laughs> and so yes. shows up to every meeting, we talk through the script and it's just like you think about that? How about that? You think about that? Did you think about that? <laughs> now now walk me through your thought process here. <laughs> Well, you see, I got the point A and point B. That's not your thought process. You need at least, I, I expect a two-page, <laughs> I expect two pages of thoughts. Come on now. I don't know, man. For some of these Hollywood execs, you might not be able to find that many. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think I could find a lot of lawsuits, but probably not thoughts, no. Well, that's the legal team. <laughs> yeah. He's the think about it guy is part of the legal team. Like, <laughs> just tired of getting sued. Yep. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm here for it. I think that I think that'd be I am fun too. You should become the think about it guy. Yep. All right. We're gonna become the think about it guys. Hell yes. Yep. You're the Georgia branch, it. and I'll go out to LA, and I'll be the LA branch. Let's get it. <laughs> We're gonna be starting to GoFundMe for the think about it guys. Uh. Could try and get us out there. Well, um, you got anything else to uh, think about? I do not. I think we got the. Uh, I think that's the episode there now. <laughs> that was a hell of a ride. That was. Yep. <laughs> that's what happens when we just uh, go with the first one we see. I guess. Yep. I think that makes it a much funner episode. Like, I do too. That th- this is going to be great. Alrighty. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we're going to try and have a couple more out of these uh, every once in a while. Keep you all entertained and whatnot. And, yeah, I don't think we have any uh, housekeeping. Nothing on the books we got to figure out. Um, also, if you're listening, please just move to Belgium. Um, <laughs> I want... We don't want to specifically call out the one guy. <laughs> I want... A hot spot just in Belgium, full of once more listeners. Um, <laughs> There's not even like that many in like America or like Europe or anything like that. It is all specifically Belgium. I don't want anyone to tell anyone else why they're moving there. Just like go to Belgium, confuse everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be something else. Alrighty. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next time. We love you. (laughs) Please stay safe. Thank you for listening to our show. If you have any questions, feedback, or suggestions for future movies, 
reach out to us at oncemorepod at gmail.com. That's Once More Pod with a capital O, M, and pod. So long, and until next time. Thank you.